When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. For everything Buccaneers, it, 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 it's Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns. Now, now, here's your hosts, Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. Ahoy! Welcome to Jolly Rogers and Touchdown, an Odyssey original podcast that brings you all Tampa Bay Bucks insight and entertainment three times a week. That's right, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday typically, but as you guys know, it is the holiday. So first and foremost, happy holidays. And that's the biggest reason I started with Ahoy because we're just trying to get in the right vibe, the right spirit here, regardless of what's going on with the Bucks. We're going to bring you guys something to be excited about. So be sure to conveniently download that Odyssey app. Search Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns. Hit that auto-download button so that you have all of these episodes just sitting there waiting for you to listen. You can also stream Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns on any of your favorite streaming platforms. Share it with friends, family, and other football fanatics. Guys, I am Casey Hudson, joined by my lovely co-host, Kaylee Mizell, and it's time for us to sail into a brand new episode of Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns. Hello, Kaylee. Happy holidays. Yes. Happy holidays. I've been like listening. I don't know if there's like any certain songs that are nostalgic to you, Casey, but I definitely have like, so we, I was talking about this at dinner last night because it was Aaron's birthday. So we had some friends over, um, we had dinner together, um, and we were talking about like the different Christmas music. So for me, um, I like, like kind of like an upbeat Christmas, it's either going to be, uh, the sync. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, say. or Train, Shake Up Christmas. I think, like, it's Ooh. like, they're both pretty up there. But then whenever you go, like, slower song, like, slower music, or, like, more soulful, I guess, it's either going to be, um, and this is my nostalgia vote, it's going to be very specifically, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, sung explicitly by Christina Aguilera. Oh. That's the nostalgia for me. I literally had the Christina Aguilera Christmas CD and I wasn't like, I'm not like, Oh, I was such a big Christina Aguilera fan. Like I probably liked Britney better than her, Thanks. but her Christmas CD girl. Oh my gosh. She just like, she just has the range and she would just do the, oh, 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 you know, and it's just so good. So Christina Aguilera, have yourself a merry little Christmas this Christmas by Chris Brown. When Chris Brown sings it, it's like, uh, it's just like, what james are you throwing shade my way can't believe you pulled that out wow oh, he loves it he loves it okay so, casey, casey i'm gonna throw it your i'm gonna throw it your direction and jolly rogers and touchdown fans as we're getting into this season of jolliness as it is merry christmas we got eve, enough merry eve 
Merry Christmas Eve Eve. Do you Merry say the Eve, Eve before or the after? I Merry say Christmas Eve Eve. Yeah. Now you have to say it after. Yeah. Merry Christmas Eve Eve. Um, what Jolly Rogers and Touchdown fans mm-hmm. are your like Classmas Christmas bops? Um, and Casey, what are yours? What do you okay. what do you need to listen to? I have to start off by giving you like a bow because you didn't open up with Mariah Carey. Nothing against Mariah Carey, but I think at this point we're all just kind of like, hey, there's other songs out there that are equally as you know wonderful and nostalgic as you put it. So um, okay, so my f- how do I put this? We know that my family is like hectic <laughs> and foreign, but there's. <laughs> There's a Latin Christmas album that my mom will play. And as soon as I hear it, it's just like, okay, like we're in the middle of the Christmas chaos. Is it in Spanish or English? It's in both. Oh, okay. But it's a lot of Spanish. And then, so in the islands, we have this thing called um, steel. Um, how am I? Like the steel drums? Yeah, like a, like a, they call it pond. So like they, it's like steel okay. drums that make this like really extra sound to it. So it's, it's predominantly in Latin, but that's a nostalgic one for me because the minute that my mom starts playing that, I'm like, okay, here we go. We're doing this. Um, so we do have a lot of Spanish influence into our Christmas, but then Frank Sinatra, have yourself a merry little Christmas is another one that is like big. And then my mom's a huge Carrie Underwood fan and Carrie Underwood and John Legend have this song called hallelujah. That is just fantastic. Uh, Yeah. Okay the day for us so those are my three of course and in, in, in sync and sinks in the mix like Merry Christmas. yeah like when you want to in like dance around a little bit yeah that's great <laughs> james you don't edit the part where uh we dance okay um but with no. that you just do that what 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 your jam is as kaylee put it and um that kind of takes I wonder, I wonder if these guys have some like jams like some Christmas specific jams. I bet you they do. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Did you I hear bet you Luther, Luther Vandro? It's funny because I was talking to Pat Donovan and he's like, the most words that we've seen heard come out of Todd Bull's mouth was him describing his Christmas playlist. Like True. those most full sentences we've ever gotten out of him at all. People like, feel strongly about their playlists. You know, well, which I don't blame them for. Do it right because you don't want to get sick of it before Christmas actually gets here. You know, so it's like it's- another sneaky bop. I have to mention this one: Mistletoe, Justin Bieber. <gasps> yeah, good bop. Sneaky yes. good. Yes, yes, yes. Actually, if yes. you haven't heard it, like give it, give it a listen. Give it a listen. That's a great one to drop in for fans. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, like, look, NSYNC's going to do their deal, but Justin Bieber's got some things out there that you just, you get excited about. And I'm not the biggest pop girl. So for me to give uh, Biebs any sort of credit, as we've learned here on Jolly Rogers and (laughs) Kaylee's face is like, "Uh uh-uh, we're not doing this like you did with Taylor Swift. I'm sorry. I'm just not the biggest pop girl, but I will give Biebs his kudos. I don't know if he has a Christmas album. And outside of that, it's a Sinatra, Carrie Underwood, and Latin household of music for me. Yeah, well, but that's interesting because it's not like like are are there any rock albums that have that are like yeah. Christmassy? Oh yeah, but you didn't mention any of them, Casey. You're like rock and roll. I and know. You're like, you're like Carrie Underwood, Frank Sinatra. <laughs> well, I have like my actual like gritty band. Yeah. 
play Christmas music for me. Um, no, actually, funny you mentioned that because my week started with a Christmas concert by um, Journey's Jonathan Cain. So Ooh, he has okay. a Christmas album out, and he made some really cool songs that that I'm that I'm big into. So anyone who saw my social media over the weekend and didn't know like who the guy was, yeah, that's that's uh, yours truly, Jonathan Cain, and he has a really two really good Christmas albums. So we do listen to those. Unsung Noel is one. And um, Christmas is Love is the new one. Aww. And that's the concert that we went to on Sunday. And it was great. It was so okay. good. Yeah. He had the guitarist tear it up. And Shout out. Yeah. is a good guitar solo for me. And I'm, I'm in. Tap in. I, I love that. And Casey, it, we're, it's not just us who's in the Christmas spirit. It's like the Bucks team as well. Okay. Uh, so, so getting awesome. into getting into some of this stuff, um, Mike Evans buys every single player on this team uh, a Segway GT scooter. Right. He Everybody on the Bucks roster, he surprised them yesterday <laughs> on Thursday with a Segway. Casey, what would you do if somebody just was like, if I, I mean, I don't have, I'm, I'm not making Mike Evans money, so I love <laughs> you, but you're probably getting a mug for Christmas. Um, <laughs> but I'm passing out candles. <laughs> <laughs> what, if, what if I just showed up at your door and knocked on your door and said, hey, Merry Christmas. Here's a Segway scooter. Oh my gosh. Uh, first of all, I love you. I'd be like, okay, this is where we're heading with this relationship. No, I'm kidding. But I wonder when the scooters were delivered because from a from an authentic, realistic ADD note, if you give me a gift like that before practice, I might not make it to practice. Like I'm that person that like, I have to have my moment with the thing that I just got, an un, un, an uninterrupted moment. So like I want to go scooting. I hope that came after okay. practice. But the level of excitement for these guys, and can we talk about the fact that Mike Evans totally one-upped? Um, well, I think it was the Jets that got scooters with the offensive line. Only the O line got scooters, or only I the O line. Yeah, it was like only a section of players that got them. Yeah, I was like, that's slightly offensive. Like you, you give it to the big guys, and you're like, here you go, Merry Christmas. Like, um, but Evans came in with the one up and gave it to the entire team. My favorite part was Kyle Rudolph's <laughs> his story showing the the scooters and stuff because it's like these guys still very much get into the Christmas spirit. Like they're still big mm -hmm. little kids. They're big kids. Are. Yeah, yeah. The excitement of these guys getting scooters. I just want to see them scooting about. There's one time, quick story. Oh, they're for sure going to happen. Cameron Braid on accident. Who? Wait. Cam Braid. I almost took away the Bucks tight end because I was. You almost hit him? Yeah. In your but car? My vehicle. And it would have been devastating to be that human. I would have had to run because here's the thing. I was driving into Hyde Park going because typically when I used to write articles for sports um, and I had these deadlines, it would drive me crazy. I had to get out of my house and I would go to Buddy Brew in Hyde Park. You and I have been there together. And um, so I'm on my way there in like early afternoon. And um, as I'm going or whatever, somebody comes zipping across cross not the crosswalk lane by the way so i don't think i would have been in the wrong and when i look up it's Britt on a scooter yeah, yeah. so not everybody well, i don't know if that's your fault i feel like maybe he should maybe scoot with a little bit more safety in mind also let me just throw this out there mike evans had better have gotten all of those players helmets along with their scooters because we need to protect the health of this team Oh my gosh, let's not have any like ridiculous things. So like let's wear our helmets if we're gonna scoot. Just I agree. With that. 
And I um, there love- are drivers in Florida. I am not one of them who don't know how to drive. And <laughs> I don't want to imagine almost killing camera breaks. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not one of them, but the other person in this podcast might be might make you pay if you don't drive around with a helmet on. Yeah, no, please drive with helmets. Let's a little wrench in this for a second because okay. NFL is doing scooters and a few other cool things. But did you see that in the NHL, it was Patrice Bergeron that gave his whole team like Louis Vuitton something or other? Okay, but that's the difference. Like the NHL, people are like, oh, the NHL, they're just big brutes. No, they've got style. They're bougie. Like, they're bougie. bougie. Yeah. 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 Big time bougie. So I wonder how yeah. uh, I wonder how uh, players would feel about that. Like, do you want a scooter? What do you think is more appropriate? A scooter and a helmet or a gift bag of Louis Vuitton something or other? I mean, I'd probably want the Louis Vuitton just yeah. personally. But okay, Casey, I'm going to like hit you with this last question before we move on from this topic. Um, who do you think on the Bucks would give the best Christmas present? Oh, oh my gosh. That's such a great question. Mm-hmm. Typically, people are like, it's got to be Tom Brady. No, Brady's going to gift Brady brand and like, I don't want your ads. Um, yeah. Who's like another? Why do I? Why am I thinking like Ryan Jensen could be like the ultimate gift giver? Yeah, it's probably somebody who's kind of like sneaky, low key. Right. Like has their has their ear to the ground about all the things that everybody wants and yeah. loves buyers. But I'm trying to think of like, I don't know, maybe Levante David would be a good one. He's uh-huh. been around, okay. you know, he, he hangs out with both sides, offense, defense, and he's on the cool side of everyone. Tristan Worfs is a really good guess. He just, he's a teddy bear. So he probably just has the I biggest. I was wondering if he would be good because it has to be, it has to be somebody who's like also generous. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it can't be somebody who's like kind of stingy. Yeah. Um, maybe we give it to work i think so i think if i was like if i had to choose one person on the bucks team to get me a gift it would probably be tristan i second that motion yeah yep okay well there we've decided jolly rogers and touchdown fans let us know who would you want to get a gift from and uh yeah who do you think would be the best gift giver and do you think it's better to get a louis vuitton like bag of goodies or a scooter with a helmet. Let us know at Jolly Rogers TDS on both Instagram and Twitter. Casey, we're talking about Tristan worse. We can't talk about him without mentioning the fact that That's he's a Bucks lone pro bowler. Now the Bucks do have alternatives and we'll get into that, but congratulations to T Worfs. I know very, 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 very well-deserved. Um, as you guys know, statistically he's let up like what, three sacks in his career versus Tom Brady. Um, he nearly had like a sackless season. And just to have the the mentality on him, let's not forget, he's still an extremely young guy. And yeah. he's strong. He's that guy that you want in the trenches protecting you versus, you know, very dominant guys like Aaron Donald. And you can go down the list. But to just have a good head on his shoulders, to have leadership qualities at his age and – to bounce back, I mean, media was talking to me the other day and just to see how he responds to like being out and injury and his his urgency to want to get back on the field and be out there for his team. This is definitely a team guy. So well-deserved, just slightly shocking, 
I know, guys, the Bucks have done really nothing grand this season, but I am still pretty surprised that there's one person that made it off the Bucks roster. And in hindsight, there's yeah. been four, four Pro Bowlers selected from the NFC South, one from each team. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of punishment. I don't know if I'm like reading too far into this, Casey, but it's like I feel like the NFC South is getting a little bit punched. Now, again, the Bucks do have some alternatives. So just getting into that really quick, there are, are six alternates. Tom Brady and Antoine Winfield Jr. were named as first alternates. Defensive uh -huh. tackle Vita Vea, Ryan Suckup. Shaq Mason and Devin White were listed as other alternates. Um, I, <clears throat> I feel like Winfield and White probably have a little bit more of a case to be made right. that they could have been like 100%. not on the alternate list, list, but like actually like on the list. And we were talking a little bit beforehand, the fact that Levante David is not even on this list as a at, like where is he he should be on this list like what's happened like did you just forget that he exists because right. and how about some of the monstrous games that he had just to even keep his team relevant in a game like yeah. I definitely agree that Lawrence David should have been a part of the conversation and we had a great talk about this before uh we kicked off the show and it was just talking about the fact of like the defense as a whole being rated there's other linebackers out there that are better yeah. well I beg to differ that, you know, through seven, eight weeks of the season, regardless of the Bucks record, it was this Bucks defense that was like top three in the league for sacks and high contribution to the linebackers. And I also feel like what they did with some of the injuries that happened on defense, the roles that they had to expand into, the coverage that they had to adapt to, I felt like they deserved a little bit more credit. So I'm surprised that uh, between Devin White and Levante David, it's not much of a conversation. And then second alternates, like Devin White or Levante David are not even first alternates. I understand why Tom Brady's in the mix. He's Tom Brady. Um, he hasn't had his best season as an individual. And then Antoine Winfield Jr. should be the first person off that alternate list and in the Pro Bowl conversation for me because he should have been an immediate pro bowler last year. Um, I made a joke on Peter report that if he didn't get it, I was going to be like in the streets rioting, like not, not my little five, one body. I don't riot, but I can, I can tweet a nice little tweet that says I'm so disappointed that Antoine Winfield jr. Did not get it. Um, and I think he deserves to be in that now working through the injuries that he's worked through his versatility, his ability to be plugged in anywhere. Like this is a guy that deserves a lot more respect on his name and it has nothing mm -hmm. to do with his father's legacy and everything to do with the fact that this kid just loves football so wild conversation here how about the fact that nfc south had 17 pro bowl players last season um and yeah, from 17 to 4 oof ouch and that's like, why i say i think there's some punishment going on it just it, yeah if you didn't think your your division stunk beforehand like now you know that you know funky yeah there is a yeah. foul smell in the air. Um, but kind of continuing on, unless you have anything else with Pro Bowl, Kaylee, continue. Oh, well, I just have to give like a quick little shout out to like, I was like fully in my feels yesterday. The commanders like tweeted out a video. I think it was maybe two days ago, but I watched it yesterday. A video of um, them like telling the different players that they got in the, that they were named to the Pro Bowl oh. list. 
oh my gosh, if you guys have the capacity, the emotional capacity, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's probably going to make you cry. So grab your tissues. Um, it is the cutest. It's so sweet. Yeah. It's so sweet. And it means, and I think that's why it like, I, I would fight for guys like Devin White, Anton Winfield Jr. to be on that list because it means a lot to these guys. It yeah. means a lot to be named to that list. Um, when you see some of these guys that that they tell, you know, but that the commanders tell, like, "Hey, you're a pro bowler. Congratulations!" It like some of them break down and cry because it's just like they, you know, what they've put into this. You know how hard they've worked. You know what they've been through. Their journey to get to this moment and this place. Um, and it's really beautiful. And so I think that's what I'm like advocating for is that it's not like just like a, oh, put some respect on his name. It's like these guys have worked really hard for this and it means a lot to them. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, yeah, I think that's why I, I wanted to bring it up and make a big deal about it because it means a lot to, to, to these guys and what they've done. Well, no, I'm glad that you did because I think because of the um, excitement that revolves around the Pro Bowl and like all of the extra incentives that come in with it and like how much of an elaborate week it turns into that people kind of forget what an honor it actually is. Like, I think yep. the honorable mention of this has has minimized in value, which is a shame because you're recognizing very skilled players and any player that makes it into the Pro Bowl, most of them have some sort of great story or, you know, something worth giving a second thought to something worth, you know, talking about something that they deserve much more recognition for. So I'm really glad that you brought that up because we're not going to minimize anybody's success here. And we do no. always make sure to um, acknowledge and respect what this level actually means. Um, and it, it gets behind us in day-to-day -day conversations. And when we're evaluating, analyzing, and breaking down teams and players, we forget about, you know, the extraordinary thing that is making it to the NFL. So, so glad that you said that. Um, and kind of, okay. So speaking of extraordinary, we've, we've, sung the praises of Tristan Wirfs. Yeah. We know what he means to this team. We know um, how helpful he is on that offensive line that's gone through many struggles this season. With that said, he's been limited limited in participation. But that doesn't mean that we won't be seeing him on Sunday because according to Tristan Wirfs in his conversation with the media, he tells the media, I plan on playing. Yep. Well, I'm going to tell him no. I'm not telling Tristan Wirfs no. I will never tell Tristan Wirfs you cannot play because this team needs him. And if he feels like he can go out there and get the job done, so be it. So this injury report, Kaylee, um, not as – it felt like it was trending in a better direction a couple weeks ago, and now it kind of feels like we're back to a little, a, a little lengthy list here. And the biggest reason that I didn't love looking at this list is because it's not like there was a bunch of upgrades from limited participation to full participation – majority mm -hmm. of this injury report you know it's a little daunting jameel dean hasn't participated this week julio jones limited carl nassib hasn't participated this week keanu neal he upgraded from no participation to limited donovan smith no practice this week vita vea no practice this week josh wells limited winfield jr no practice this week so there's a lot of guys that just have not even gotten yeah. any any snaps, any kind of practice, in, and for the most part, they end up being doubtful uh, by Saturday and, you know, not even a game-time decision by Sunday. What did you think when you saw this list? Did it make you concerned, or do you feel like 
they've been here before they can manage. I, I think that they have to have the mentality going into this game of like next man up, like we have to be able to manage. I think one of the things and I talk about this, this in the last episode, one of the things that has hurt this team this year is predicting like anticipating something bad happening because of injuries, like anticipating that, oh, this kid is not going to be able to step up and play like this veteran did. And I think that confidence has hurt this team at times. So I would hope the mentality of all of the players and on, and from the coaches and from everyone would be that, Hey, we're going to go in there and we're still going to go. We're, we're still going to do a good job and we're still going to like step up and play and play our game and do well. I'm not going to lie. It feels a little bit nerve wracking. Um, like there, there is having said this team needs to be confident in themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, the way that this team has played and the fact that you have some key guys out, it doesn't it kind of can diminish. I get it why this team would maybe not feel as confident. It it, it 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 kind of diminishes some of that confidence. It makes you question. It makes you second guess. I do think that looking at what, you know, looking at the Buccaneers uh, injury report and then looking at the Cardinals injury report, the Cardinals injury report is like a little bit longer than the Bucks. So... That plays a little bit into their favor. Again, not wanting anyone to ever be hurt, but um, you know, there's there's some things that like they're not gonna go against, you know. There's a, a potential top for rated, you know, like yeah. quarterback. Like they're they're probably gonna go against the backup. So mm -hmm. that's I think that plays into their favor a little bit. So I'm less worried um you know about some of these defensive injuries um i would like to see these guys back you know as soon as possible but i'm a little less concerned about that but i mean i think i think the bucks have a good opportunity here casey where they have three games left they haven't won three games in a row this season at all right <laughs> throughout the entire season they have not won three games in a row mm -hmm. it'd be great to finish off the season with three wins and it's, yeah. and it's very feasible, very possible to do. Mm -hmm. I would say you made a good point as to pointing out Arizona's uh, injury report as well. What what stood out to me there is that while they have a bit lengthier of a report, they do have a lot of limited participation um, yeah. in their players. So what that tells me is most of the time those guys can still go, but they're not going to be healthy enough to be explosive is, is – depending on the position, depending on the player, depending on the injury, obviously. But um, in a lot of the things that I did see, I'm like, okay, well, in matchup-wise, they're going to have to be able to be explosive. They're going to have to be able to keep pace, and they might not be able to do that if they're not getting their legs underneath them throughout the week. So I agree with what you're saying. Uh, it is next man up mentality. I do feel strongly about the fact that there's been health issues all year. There's have to They've had to readjust all season. I think now is the time to really put on that professional hat and say, okay, we know how to adjust. We know how to work within these means and we're going to make something work here. Um, it's unfortunate to see Julio Jones back on the injury report. Knee being the, the injury, same knee more than likely. Um, 
I got a chance to, when I was talking with Pat Donovan and he had a guest on Dr. Seth Gassler, I want to say his name is, or Gasser. Uh, I was got a chance to ask him about, you know, when guys get injuries, do they tend to overcompensate in other parts of their body where they can acclimate another injury or like accumulate another injury? And he said, absolutely. He said, it just, especially a guy like Donovan Smith on the offensive line, we forget about this hyperextension of the elbow. The description in further detail was nauseating to me, but all that to say that the way that he probably had to overcompensate in his body and come off the line and the pressure points of which he has to attack now his opponent, he probably did cause a strain to the lower half of his body. It probably did play a role into that injury that he got. So um, I found that all very fascinating just to think about, you know, how much work goes into staying healthy in the season, yet you want to be back and play out there for your team. So we'll see what the final injury report is as it comes out later today. And uh, we will tweet it out from the Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns account at Jolly Rogers TDS. And um, that's really it for team news for me, Kaylee. Is yeah. there anything you got? No, I think that's it. All right. Well, with that injury report now uh, put into perspective, <laughs> it's time for some Bucks offense versus Cardinals defense. As you all know, this goes down Christmas Day. And um, look, we're hoping that the Christmas spirit just kind of possesses both of these teams, that we get a quality game out of it. Uh, we know the Cardinals have pulled off, what, four wins this season. They're down without Kyler Murray with his season-ending injury, and I think they're to their third-string quarterback, 27-year-old Penn State. Yeah, 27-year-old Penn State guy. And um, this does not make me excited, Kaylee. But we'll talk about the Cardinals' offense momentarily. Uh, some key matchups, though. If Tristan Wirfs doesn't return to the lineup as he says he plans on doing, you've got him going against a guy like J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt was one of my favorite guys to watch in the NFL. My ex-boyfriend used to get so mad about it because I didn't want to watch Vikings football. I didn't even want to watch the Bucs. I wanted to watch J.J. Watt and the Texans do absolutely nothing. The absolutely nothing part being the Texans, not J.J. Watt. So always a very exciting matchup here in terms of (laughs) you can't let a guy like that get in. J.J. Watt has been the kind of player who's known to put his entire team on his back and – keep them in games. And if you have a guy like that, keeping them in tight contentions, then it takes other players to get them across the finish line. And the Cardinals can do that to a team that beats themselves. So offensively, there's a lot of things that I'm sure Kaylee and I are going to agree on that we need to see. And it's not just coming out and having a stellar first drive and setting a tone and commanding the field. Um, You're in Arizona territory. When you're away, you have to have a different mentality, a different uh, dog in you, as we like to talk about here in Jolly Rogers and touchdowns. And that's going to be a big tone setter. If Tristan Wirfs does not return and J.J. Watt is left going against, I don't even know who at this point because Josh Wells has a back injury. But um, that can be a dangerous thing if you've got a scrambling Tom Brady. So that was the first thing that kind of came to mind with for for me was when I see a guy like J.J. Watt on the roster and when I see a matchup like this, immediately I'm like, what is their game plan? Yeah, I think that – so I think there's a few things here where, you know, you, you mentioned that right off the bat, and I think that there are some weaknesses in the Bucks' offensive line, and the Cardinals could exploit those things. And so you have to just know that going in and then – do your best to defend it. You know, like JJ Watt is a good, he's a, he's a really good player. And so you have to know going into this, 
that you're going to go up against somebody like that. Um, and so you need to have your wits about you. You need to be able to trust the guy beside you um, and play smart football. Like Tom Brady needs to to think about, you know, the quick release. Um, you're probably going to see like a lot of like fast, hopefully like, you know, I, I don't imagine in this game with the pressure that Tom Brady's probably going to be under that there's going to be like a ton of like, really deep like long passes I, I I see a little bit more of like an offensive structure where they're gonna do like short and sweet um you know I would hope that they would utilize the run game in an efficient and smart way um you know b- between the mixture of Rashad white um and Lenny so I think that if you do those things then you're gonna play well um this offense, for the first half last week, they played really, really well. Um, yeah. And so I think that you just need, you know what works. Like at this point, you know what works. You just have to continue to do those things. So <clears throat> what you can't do, like it's it's one of those things where it's like a positive and, and, and a negative. And you don't want to focus on the negative, but you do have to mention it. So what you can't do is you just can't get in your head. And yeah. I think that's the biggest point in this game is you can't get in your head. If something happens, you just have to shake it off and move forward. And there needs to be some leadership. There needs to be somebody stepping up, trying to get these guys out of their head. I know Tom Brady said that like his, the way that he pumps himself up is to get angry. And maybe yeah. that works for him. I don't know if that works for everybody else on this team. Maybe, yeah. maybe going down an angry hole makes them not be able to shake it off and they can't move forward. So what works for Tom might not work for everyone else. And that's totally fine. Everybody has to have their own way of how they handle something when it's frustrating. And when, when there is a screw up, um, Mm -hmm. when there, when there is like a messy situation or something happens, everyone has to know their own selves and know how do I handle this? Do I need to get angry and use that as fuel? Like Tom, or do I need to just forget about it, clear my mind and go forward mm-hmm. and know that about yourself and then do that thing, you know? So it, it just, everybody's not the same and that's totally fine. Everybody doesn't need to be the same, but don't let one play turn into 15 plays. Right. They have to be able to manage and that adjust. And that mental, you know, strength is a big thing that they're going to have to have against a team like this because the teams with the worst records are the ones that create the most havoc for this Bucks yeah. team, regardless of how talented they are. And so, you know, you talk about the fact of like how he ramps people up, the leadership mentality that Tom Brady has to have, but it's also kind of hoping that he reestablished some chemistry throughout this week. And uh, we've talked about tough conversations that, that this team has to have. Obviously, we're not going to be privy to much of that. Because uh, often stays pretty isolated on their own island, but the biggest connection that we need to see reestablished is Tom Brady and Mike Evans. They've got to get on the same page. This is a game. This is a matchup where Mike Evans, you know, can be instrumental to his team if these two can connect. He's going to yeah. likely be going up against a cornerback like Antonio Hamilton, and with Hamilton in the mix here, um, he's not really your biggest shutdown corner kind of guy. He's mm-hmm not loaded up in the interception column. If anything, he's having more of a career high combined tackle season. Um, but I mean, before that throughout an entire season, he had like 38 combined tackles and I think five assists. So um, 
his build is something that that stands out, but we know what Mike Evans can do. He knows how to draw timely penalties. He knows how to make you pay for covering too tight on him. And this is a guy that I think Bucks fans get excited to see succeed. You know, so I think that that's something that helps elevate this team as a whole is that when you have a guy that's so well loved and respected by the fan base and the coaches and other players, you want to get him more involved. So there's a level of trust and there's a level of chemistry that has to be reestablished between Tom Brady and Mike Evans. They both had their mistakes this season. It hasn't been one sided. But this is a this is a weekend. This is a game. This is a crucial and pivotal point where they've got to get back on the same page. Um, It's been fantastic to see what Chris Godwin has been doing. Uh, especially bouncing and back. Russell Gage too. And yeah. Russell Gage find his way. Um, you mentioned it on this episode of Jolly Rogers and touchdowns health playing a huge, a uh, huge role in Russell Gage now getting back into the lineup and contributing and to have three guys with health on their side and Tom Brady in the pocket. I don't really know how you screw that up versus this Cardinals defense. Well, now there is one guy that they do need to be aware of, Casey, when you're talking about the secondary, when you're talking about, you know, receivers and talking about Godwin Gage and, and Evans and maybe even like throwing in some tight ends. And that is Buda Baker. Um, he leads the Cardinals in tackles with 102. He's tied for the team lead in interceptions. He has two interceptions. Um, and this guy He's he's very versatile. So you're not always going to see him in the same place. Like if I had to compare him to somebody on uh, on the Bucks team, it's maybe kind of like that Antoine Winfield Jr. guy. He loves football. He's a versatile player. He goes out there and he puts his whole body into it. Um, he he he's going to go out there and he's going to make it as tough as possible for this Bucks offense. Um, he He's good at blitzing off the edge. He's good at rushing from the A gap or the B gap. He's good at covering a receiver or a tight end. So he is a very versatile guy, and they're going to use him and utilize him in the best way possible. So if you are Mike Evans or K-Dotton or Russell Gage or Chris Godwin or – Rashad White, you're probably going to see this guy at some point during the game yep. because he is versatile. Um, and you just have to know that he's that he's he's the kind of guy he's really fast. So he'll be able to get to you in, in a fairly quick amount of time. And he's to me, like aside from J.J. Watt at the line, he's the biggest threat in the secondary. Buda Baker is. So they just need to again, you just have to be aware this is who you're going against. He is very versatile. And so adjust, strategize for that kind of player. Yeah. And that is actually a big thing to look out for, Kaylee. I'm glad that you mentioned it because in terms of where the Bucks will be lining up, uh, he'll be coming up on the right side typically matchup-wise, which leads me to my other point is that Chris Godwin has an opportunity to have himself a day here because where the injury report lines up in the Cardinals secondary – not that Chris Godwin's going to be left open, but he's going to be able to create space out there uh, to make things happen. We know Godwin's typically sat at the top two spots of most receptions after games. Again, not saying that these have been successful games, but uh, he's been a key go-to guy. He there's a, there's a bit of a debate if he's still as much of a yak guy as he was last season. But again, guys, came back off of a major injury, got injured in the beginning of the year, fought to be back on this field for his team. I think he's making enough of an impact with uh, all the – uh, circumstances that he's had to overcome. <clears throat> but to your point, 
with Baker, Kaylee. Uh, I'm so glad that you compared him versatile-wise because uh, he steps into that box situation about 316 snaps, but then they also will line him up in the slot, slot cornerback, for about 132 snaps so far this season. So the only thing that he's done the most is play in that free safety position, but if they need to adjust – for this team, he can step up, he can play back, he can adjust his coverage. They might even flip him to the other side to end up marking and locking in on a guy like Chris Godwin. I'd love to see that kind of matchup, but that would be fun. <laughs> right. We have somebody who can who can swing who can swing around. So, but that still just brings me to the point that realistically, they only have the ability, um, not even just with health, but just skill set wise, to kind of lock in and contain one receiver or one weapon at a time maybe yep. two you know but they don't have this 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 loaded defense that can kind of match and mark all the weapons that the bucks do have on this team it's like getting to a chessboard and not knowing how to move your players you know does yeah. the queen move up and back or side to side like i that's the biggest thing with this bucks team is that even with this health, you know, even with health playing a huge role in their season, if you know that you've got three key receivers, as you mentioned, Kaylee, there's got to be enough there to get the job done versus a team that's on their third string quarterback, uh, a depleted defense. They're not on yeah. the same page. They have issues going on within their coaching staff as well. There's just a lot here where you can see this team kind of show their veteran presence. That's where I'm going with all of this. There's a huge yeah. opportunity to show your veteran presence here. Casey, that's a great point because this Cardinals defense is actually the worst in the NFL. They have given up the most points in the NFL. They average, they surrender about 26.6 points per game. This is a perfect opportunity for the Bucks to take advantage mm -hmm. and to really take a confident step forward within their offense to play that full you know, a full game, right? Not yeah. just one half. Play two, two full halves of a game and really build your confidence up. If if anything is going to build your confidence up, it's going to be going against this Cardinals defense because Absolutely. they're not great. They have a few weapons that you have to be aware of, mm -hmm. but they're not great. Like, again, looking statistically, they have given up 372 points this season that's so many so bucks need to take advantage utilize their strengths be aware of the two weapons that the cardinals have and then take advantage because this is the week this is the week where you're going to be able to go out there and just like smash mouth and play your brand of football truly yeah. honestly i couldn't agree more and, and i think that I mean, I'm anxious now to see how it plays out, but I, I totally agree, Kaylee, which takes us over to uh, Bucks defense versus Cardinals offense, I would say. Yeah, this is going to be getting like Casey, you mentioned it. There's inconsistency. The Bucks have struggled. I mean, even whenever Kyler was in, they struggled figuring things out offensively. Um, Colt McCoy ruled out with a concussion. So... Now it's up to Trace, you know, McSorley. And, you know, even with him, it's like they, they they still are lacking consistency. There's not really a good jive. Like, again, th th they have two weapons that you need to be aware of, DeAndre mm -hmm. Hopkins and James Conner. 
But as long as you're aware of those two weapons, uh, you know, then you're going to be okay. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, since his return, he's accounted for almost 50%, 44.3% of the Cardinals air yards. So like, hey, guess what, secondary? This is a perfect opportunity for you. Show up, cover Hopkins, and... That I mean, like you're doing half of your job, right? Because again, he gets almost 50% of the passes in the air yeah. from this Cardinals team. So if you cover Hopkins, you're gonna guess eliminate- what? You're going to be like you're gonna put yourself in a really, really good position because they really they they are kind of a one-dimensional offense. They don't have very many weapons. Right. It's Hopkins, and then you know, if you want to like a little bit of ground game with Connor. Exactly. And if you eliminate one or the other, then you know what, you know what corner you can box these guys into and kind of take control of the game. And within that, Kaylee, it's likely going to be called a Davis matchup with DeAndre Hopkins. And mm-hmm. Carlton Davis has been having himself a season. I would I would beg to differ that, you know, after he landed that contract heading into the season, he wanted to be known as one of the best corners in the league. And, you know, the competition level has been high. This team hasn't really performed as well, but within his means, I think he's performed quite well majority of the season. And I think that he had a heck of a game versus the Bengals. Um, he can't do it all by yourself, but he put in a large effort to get it done for this defense and coming up with the first and like coming up with an interception for the first time in forever for starters, it wasn't the prettiest one. It's not like he stepped into the passing lane and, you know, embarrassed the guy behind him, but he still made the effort to get the ball, get his hands on the ball, which is something that he needs to obviously take strides in. Within that, I am excited to see what this matchup is going to look like with Hopkins because Hopkins is a great wide receiver. He has similarities in, in, in terms of where Mike Evans can draw on penalties or kind of make you pay for tight coverage. I still think that Carlton Davis can get the job done. Um, and he's going to have his hands full with that because if Antonio Winfield Jr. is no longer in the lineup, you talk about versatile players, they can either step up, step back, or be placed wherever on the field to contribute to the team. That's where we probably need to see Logan Ryan, you know, go off again. He has been within the top three, I think, in, in tackles and stuff. So he's been he's, – his presence is known to the opponent on the field. But we got so used to the guy that was forcing turnovers before he got injured – and I think that this is a place where Antoine Winfield Jr. stepped up in his absence. Now there's a little role reversal here. I think he needs to step up in uh, absence of Antoine Winfield Jr., who will likely probably not be in this matchup, and help with that turnover column. Because if you disrupt the Cardinals by causing turnovers, if you can get in a young quarterback's head, that's another chance for you to be in complete control. And as you so elegantly put it, smash mouth these guys. Um, yes. Chance here to come up big. And if they don't, it just says a lot about the fact that they're not going to get over the mental hurdle that has been season 2022. And that's what really plays largely into this game for me is you said it, they have a chance here to show something and they have to go out there and show it. So Logan Ryan's got to step up for his pal Winfield Jr. Uh, Mike Edwards. I don't think he was, was he on the injury report? Let me double check. He was not on the injury report. And so uh, I think it was about two weeks ago that he had himself a heck of a game. And when you see what's going on with this D-line and the pass rush, the secondary for the Bucs is going to have to make a statement. Um, Carl Nassib, if he's not in, that's going to be kind of sad. Not sad. That's that's a weird way to put it. That's going to be pretty painful for this team. Um, 
a lot of pressure on JTS, who, you know, has had good games, but still hasn't been like the splashiest guy on the field. Uh, then you've got Vita Vea, who could potentially be out, which puts a larger role on Akeem Hicks and Logan Hall. So with all the adjustments they have going on in the front there, it would be great if, you know, in the backfield, you have reliability, consistency, and some dominance, honestly. So Mike yeah. Edwards, Carlton Davis, Logan Ryan, these guys have to step in and, and make their presence known. And very early on, we know that we can rely on Devin White and Levante David because mm -hmm. they have showed their leadership stripes on this defense the past couple of weeks, regardless of what's been going on around them. Um, but I, I think you hit it on the head. One-dimensional team, it's going to Hopkins or it's going to Connor. And you know Connor's ground game. He was more of a of a halfback. No, not halfback. He was more of a fullback in his role with the Steelers. So he's not that um, original orthodox running back that you go against. I got a chance to talk yeah. to him a couple of Pro Bowls ago, too. Great, great, great guy. Great story if you guys don't know it. But aside from that, um, he knows his role. He knows his style. He knows where he can make it count for his team. He is containable with the right game plan, you know, and while this team has yep. come short in that run stop conversation, they can contain Connors to under 50 rushing yards and they can cue in on Hopkins. And if they load up in the pass rush column and fluster uh, Mr. Penn state there, then again, a very controllable game top to bottom. A hundred percent Casey. And that's, that's what the, the bolt, the Bucks need to take advantage of these next three games, you know, and, and that's going to be my biggest point is just that, you, you know, you want to be handed a Christmas gift. This is a Cardinals team that is struggling. This is your Christmas gift. You should take advantage on Christmas Day at night. Show the world what you actually can do. Finish out the season strong. Build some confidence in both sides of your games. Going into your final two matchups against NFC South teams. This is a confidence building game. It should be. You should be able to take advantage and really move forward. Casey, I'm going to leave it there. Do you have any other notes before we get into? Uh... Um, actually, yeah, one more. One guy okay. that I left off. We want to give everybody all the credit that they're due. Yeah. Um, but one guy that I left off that could be a pain in the butt for this Bucks defense is uh, Marquise Brown. Again, health being a thing for this Cardinals roster, but as long as everyone is somewhat good to go, limited doesn't keep people out of the lineup. It just shows that they're not 100%. Um, Marquise Brown could be an issue, and Antoine Whitfield Jr. would have been one of those key guys to kind of keep track of him, which takes me back to that Logan Ryan conversation. So a lot of trust and faith in Logan Ryan. I think he's been such an asset to this team. We just don't know where, you know, if people are a hundred percent and stuff, because something we talked about earlier, when you mentioned Russell Gage being a key guy for the Bucks offense, you know, some of the things that were working against Russell Gage's success with this team was the fact that he wasn't healthy. He couldn't finish through on his routes. Um, he was trying to push through an injury that was obviously hindering him. And then he had to finally take a step back and take some games off so that he could be useful versus uh, detrimental. So with that said, uh, Marquise Brown could be a guy that the Bucks defense also needs to keep an eye out for in the mix of DeAndre Hopkins and James Conner. So other than that, Kaylee, um, I think that takes us into some predictions. Yep, let's do it. I think that this Bucks offense should continue what they did last week. I'm going to say... Hmm... 
27 15 bucks. Oh, okay. Um, gosh, predictions are literally my worst nightmare. <laughs> oh, I, I, I did not do a great job of predictions last week, but, uh, I'm, I have faith this week and I think the bucks are going to be able to take advantage of a struggling offense, offense and of defense that, you know, only really has two weapons. I think that they're going to be able to shine. Um, I'm going to say 21. Okay. Ooh, why, why is it so hard for me? <laughs> um, okay. Let's go with the Bucks fans seem to still have faith. I took a poll and 74% says that the Bucks can give a Christmas gift to them. Okay. So I feel like it'd be so disrespectful to not to not lean into that. So I'm gonna take the bucks to win. I'm gonna take 21 13 bucks. Okay. Okay. That feels, feels about right to me. Okay. Yeah. This is terrifying. Why are our predictions so terrifying? It's like if we're I feel like if we're wrong yeah. to jail. No, you're you're <laughs> fine. No one's going to I'm gonna show up at your door. <laughs> I'm going to make you walk the plank, literally. Come with me. No. <laughs> um, yeah, all right. That feels right. 2113 bucks deliver a Christmas gift on I Christmas so. Day. Um, I think with the Christmas spirit, I'm going to I'm going to forego walking the plank because I'm in a happy jolly mood today. I'm too. feeling excited and hopeful and I'm confident that these bucks are, are going to give us a Christmas gift. I think that this is a perfect time to take advantage of a Cardinals, a struggling Cardinals team. I think yeah. on both sides of the ball, you can outplay them. You can, you outmatch them on both sides of the ball. Take advantage of this. This is a Christmas gift to you. Mike yeah. Evans might've gotten you a scooter, but hey, the back. world and the NFL system has handed you a gift on a platter it is up to you to take advantage. And I hope this Bucks team does that. Yeah. Casey, I hope that you have a beautiful and happy holidays. Jolly Rogers and touchdown fans. I hope that you guys also have happy holidays. Casey, you want to give all the snowstorm people or all the yes. snow issues that everybody's dealing with up North guys, please stay safe. Um, we're sending you our best wishes and all the protection in the world. And uh, Kaylee said something great yesterday. We had another show yesterday. What'd you say? Make sure you're with the right people. You have plenty of food yeah. and all the good things. So we just want to make yeah. sure that you're, you guys are. You're going to get snowed in. Just make sure. Yeah. yeah. You have enough wine. You have enough food. Wine and right. that you are with people that you don't mind hanging out with for a few days. Thank <laughs> you guys so much for listening. Happy holidays. We will be back next week with a recap of this Bucks game. And again, Casey and I are feeling very confident, just like you Bucks fans. Of course, you can catch those episodes at Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns. Wherever you find your podcast, the best place to do it is the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app, find Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns, and turn on the auto-download button. So anytime we have a new episode, it will come straight to your phone, straight to your feed, and you will stay up to date with the latest and greatest in Tampa Bay Bucks football. I'm Kaylee Mizell. You can find me at Kaylee Mizell. She's Casey Hudson. You can find her at the Sports Case. 
K-A-S-E. You can always stay up to date on what we're doing at Jolly Rogers TDS on both Instagram and Twitter. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Enjoy time with your loved ones. And let's go get a Bucks win. We'll see you next time.